0: It's the Kyle Hyman Show on Redeemer Radio.
1: He was a good guy, and if, if you're good, you'll get a good place in heaven. And if you're not good, then I don't know what will happen to you.
0: Thanks for joining us for Catholicism with my kid. I'm Kyle Hyman.
1: And I'm Sebastian Hyman. And we'll be talking about Noah's Ark.
0: So why did you want to talk about Noah's Ark for this episode?
1: Because I think it's just super cool that he fit every single animal in the entire world into the Noah's Ark and two of each animal. And then he took care of them all for 40 days and 40 nights when it was raining. And then some.
0: And then even more than 40 days because that was just when it stopped raining. It was still flooded. yeah. All right, there's a couple things. One, did you know it wasn't two of every animal?
1: What? It said that.
0: So the story of Noah's Ark is in, you can start with chapter five, but definitely chapter six, seven, and eight. In Genesis chapter six, it talks about one male and one female of the animals. But yeah. then in Genesis chapter seven, it says of every clean animal, take with you seven pairs. Of male and its mate.
1: What is clean animal And of the mean?
0: unclean animals, one pair of male and its mate.
1: What does unclean mean?
0: So clean animals would have been, kind of back in Jewish tradition, you had clean and unclean animals. We might have to say that for another time. I'm going to have to do some research. Because there were some animals, like, you weren't supposed to eat unclean animals. And it included things like shellfish and bunch of different, different things. So do you think it's possible for somebody to put that many animals on one boat? No. So what do you think that means about the story of Noah?
1: That it's talking about something real, but it's just a story of what it actually is.
0: Okay. How does that work?
1: Well, I don't really know how it works. <laughs> okay. But... I know, it's pretty cool.
0: huh. So this is another story in Genesis, like Adam and Eve, like the story of creation. And again, it's not a scientific book. There's a lot of people that take this very literally. There are Christians that think that everything about this is true and accurate. And then there'll be scientists that debate the feasibility of it, say that it's impossible for some of these things to happen. and
1: Yeah, because... How would somebody get two alligators on a boat? That would be like crazy. Yeah, They would just break out and kill everything.
0: So, I mean, there's a bunch of different ways that this could happen. We don't know exactly how it happened, but instead of flooding the entire world, it could have been flooding an area that they were in. right? There could have actually been Noah and a boat and a flood, but it might not have been quite... All the
1: animals. Yeah.
0: It might have been all the animals that were in that area. There's all kinds of different ways that it could have happened. But I think the key is to look at this. And I was reading an article that was comparing this to being the opposite of the story of creation. So every time God creates something in the story of creation afterwards, he looks at it and he says, what? It is good. Yes, very good. I'm glad you knew that. And the story of Noah and his ark Starts off by talking about how wicked man has become. It says here in Genesis 6, chapter 5, when the Lord saw how great was man's wickedness on earth and how no desire that his heart conceived was ever anything but evil, he regretted that he had made man on earth and his heart was grieved. So most of humanity was not showing any signs of love, they were full of wickedness. So he created man. And he said it was very good. And then man kind of deteriorates and becomes more and more wicked. Okay. Okay. But there was an exception to it. Who's the exception? Noah. Noah and his family. And so he provides an opportunity, like, look, these people need to be punished. But Noah and his family shouldn't be punished for it.
1: Yeah, so they get on a giant boat with some of the animals... And then everybody else dies, and Mm -hmm. then he reproduces. So basically Noah is like the new Adam and...
0: Kind of, yeah. It's kind of a a restart. But also, so it shows that God's compassionate, and God loves Noah and his family and wants to provide an opportunity for reconciliation, right? He says, Noah found favor with the Lord. So that's when he tells him, here, I'm going to provide a way out. Okay. So there's going to be this destruction, but I'm going to provide a path for life. So if we think about this for us, we've sinned. We've made mistakes. We're not always loving.
1: Sometimes something bad happens. Mm -hmm.
0: And maybe we deserve to be punished, but God provides a way to eternal life for us in Jesus. So it ends with them finding land, everything drying up, but it ends with a sign. Do you remember what the sign is? A rainbow. Right. What does the rainbow represent?
1: It won't happen again. And it's over.
0: It says, I set my bow in the clouds to serve as a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Do you know what a covenant is?
1: Yeah, it's like a promise... Between God and people.
0: Very good. Did you learn this in religion class? Yes. Good. I'm glad you are learning and you're remembering. And so this is the second covenant.
1: Isn't the second covenant like... Um...
0: So I did a whole episode with Bishop Rhodes talking about the different covenants. I'll put a link to that in the description if people want to learn more about that. So the first covenant is called sometimes the edemic Covenant, because it was made with Adam at the time of creation. The second covenant is called the Noahic.
1: Oh my.
0: <laughs> and because it was made with Noah, and the sign of that is the rainbow. And again, and there's more covenants ultimately leading up to Jesus. Yep. Okay. That's
1: what I was gonna say.
0: Good. All of these are opportunities for us to learn something from these stories. And again, it's not a scientific textbook right so not everything is historically and scientifically 100% accurate but the theology is 100% accurate All right so what are we to learn from the story of noah
1: well we could learn about noah being the good person uh-huh. and
0: finding favor with god
1: yeah and mm-hmm. he um is helping god by taking all of the animals in that area, and like I'm um, getting them onto the boat and taking them to a safer place. So, because they didn't do anything wrong,
0: mm-hmm. well, in some ways, that's a story of man taking care of God's creation, right? So, yeah. in the story of creation, Adam and Eve are told to take care of the animals, that they are going to be in charge as humans, they're ultimately in charge of the creation, in charge of taking care of the animals they're given dominion over them and we see that again with noah taking care of these animals that god has put on earth also we need to take care of the earth not just animals but creation that planting trees is a good thing and cutting down trees
1: is not a good thing
0: here and there isn't a big deal we sometimes need that for building houses or cooking food or staying warm or whatever but We also need to be replacing the trees that we're cutting down, right? We need to take care of God's creation because it's like a great artwork. And if somebody painted something and worked really hard on it, it'd be horrible to damage it. God created this beautiful world for us to live in, and we should also take care of it. So that's good. So he took care of the animals. He's taking care of God's creation. Anything else we can learn?
1: He was a good guy. and. If you're good, you'll get a good place in heaven. And if you're not good, then I don't know what will happen to you.
0: Well, yeah, it might not be good. There's one other thing that I think is is neat about this story is that God asked Noah to build this boat, and there was no water at the time.
1: Yeah, so everybody thought he was dumb.
0: (laughs) He had to trust God. Yeah. Right? And God asked him to do something, and he did it. Right? And so sometimes God might be calling us to something. He's asking us to do something, and it might not make sense. But if you feel called to something, and you feel like God is calling you to it, then you need to act on that and just trust that God has a reason. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, that's it for today, folks.
0: All right. Well, thanks for... Let me talk to you about Noah's Ark.
1: Thank you for letting me come.
0: <laughs> Where in the Bible is the story of Noah?
1: Chapter 6, of? chapter s- 7, chapter 8.
0: Of what? Book.
1: Um, Book it's of Genesis.
0: Very good. All right. So people can check that out. And there's a lot of details that we skipped over. And I think it can be a little challenging sometimes these Old Testament stories to know what the purpose of it is and that's why it's important that we talk about it and and not just hear the story and think oh that's a crazy story that happened in the bible but what can we get out of it what are we to learn from it why is it in the bible for us any words of wisdom for people listening
1: love god and love each other and wash your hands
0: (laughs) good tip